Good evening and welcome into another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptoss, C70 of the Bat at C70 on Twitter. With me, David Jones from iPop Editor on the Twitters. We're coming to you, you know, Sunday night. Cardinals tend to, no matter how miserable their week is, do better on Sunday, I guess, to make us not quite as irate when we get into recording studio here, David. Um, they win today in what probably their best showing all week at least and it may be even longer than that it, it was a all-around pretty good game well life is good the cardinals are not and <laughs> i don't know what to think about this team which seems to be a repeating thing on the theme on this now mm-hmm. same thing happened as last week where you know i was ready to come in this guns a blazing and furious and ready just to let the team have it and they come out and put together a solid effort just to kind of cool our tempers a little bit where they go from here, I don't know. But uh, it has not been fun watching this team this week. It has just been ugly baseball. We're not seeing them do the little things right. And uh, I, I've been sick this week, and I don't know if it's due to the Cardinals or due to allergies <laughs> and sinuses, but something's got me sick. But I've been I've been so uh, on so many medications that I actually had to message you today and say, okay, am I actually seeing Paul DeYoung in the lineup? And did he actually just hit a home run? Because I thought (laughs) I may be imagining this. This could be like some hallucination that's going on. But from what you told me, that's legit, right? Well, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't watching the game. I was just keeping track of it. So it does seem to be legit. I've seen video. So it's, it didn't, it wasn't all in your mind. Let's put it that way. Um, Yeah. Paul DeYoung gets the, gets the return and, I think a few days, it was just like, what, Wednesday or Thursday, they were talking about, maybe even Friday, talking about how they were just going to let his process, you know, let him have the full 20 days in Memphis, which I think would have been like Wednesday or Thursday. They cut it short, send him, bring him back up. I wonder, and we talked about this a little bit before the show aired, Brendan Donovan has not played much this week after hurting his leg. He has been in a couple of games. I'm wondering if they felt like they needed some middle infield insurance and, you know, Taylor Motter, we hardly knew you, but you know, that wasn't going to be it. So I'm wondering if Brendan Donovan's situation kind of hurried Paul DeYoung to the major leagues. It's very possible. And I'm sure it didn't help that he had what, like a five or six RBI game or something right before that. And it's not exactly like anybody on the Cardinals is putting up those numbers outside of maybe Nolan Gorman. So yeah, I think that maybe that was rushed a little bit um, because, you know, with DeYoung, we've seen these spurts that he goes on right. these runs where it's like, wow, he's got this solved. And then you're like, oh, nope, he fell back into his old bad habits. And so he really didn't have enough time to fall back into his old bad habits <laughs> in Memphis. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's like you get him right where you want him and you go. But yeah, I don't think he was brought up to be like the savior of the team. Like, OK, we're finally we're bringing up the superstar. It, it, it may be a Donovan thing. Um I don't know. It, it may be the team trying to shake some things up, but yeah, we, we knew this was coming, I think, but I was surprised it happened this quick. Yeah. I mean, especially cause I mean, I don't know where Memphis was at home, I think. So it's not even like they were, you know, out on the West coast and it was a little short jump up the, up the coast to get into, but he had to fly over to Seattle. And so I, I feel like there was some some reasons for that 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 being said he was going to have to join them on the west coast trip somewhere along the way so maybe that didn't make too much of an impact and memphis Um, has been red hot maybe they thought that like he could like bring some magic some of that cardinal devil magic with him or something 
with him and, to, the spread to cheer I, and he had it today i mean i'll give yeah, him credit i've been hard on him but paulie d showing out today well in memphis lost today without paul DeYoung, so it's very possible that he did bring it with him um i i don't know i mean you know maybe that's the case it's some of this cardinal devil magic has been you know in a warehouse in memphis somewhere and they finally decided that hey yeah let's let's send that up north we probably need to get into the emergency supply um yeah i I, you're right we can't expect paul de young to be i don't think you can expect paul de young to be paul de young of the first two or three years that he was in the majors um i think you can hope that he's more than what he's been the last couple of years yes um the swing changes and stuff like that. Um, no, we'll see. I mean, cause we know last year when he came up after spending some time in Memphis, he had that, you know, really good series against the Yankees and, you know, played pretty well for about a week. And then the league said, Oh yeah, this is Paul DeYoung and, and figured him out again. Um, so you can't say, but I think it's, it's definitely better for him personally to come out and have a good day first day back right and that's gonna make a little bit more positive mindset than to come up go oh for three with two strikeouts and think man here we go again yeah and i mean honestly if he would have come out today and gone one for four and those three Mm -hmm. outs would have been maybe fly outs or line outs i would have been saying you know okay you know good at least he's not like whiffing at that slider that's down and low off the plate um Mm -hmm. he's making contact but he made solid contact today uh, the pitch that he hit out, I think it was about 89, high in the zone. Um, it looked like he has a little more of a simplified swing and just kind of just driving the ball, but not trying to crush the ball. But, you know, sometimes you do that and the ball goes out of the ballpark. So mm-hmm. I'm not expecting him to move mountains or anything like that. But, I mean, if he can offer just a little bit of a spark, uh, the Cardinals need it because they're not getting it from many people right now. And, I mean... Again, if everybody's healthy, Paul DeYoung's kind of low on the on the list of people to getting t- playing time. He'll get out there. We've seen how you know the Cardinals are juggling that outfield, and people are playing, even if they're not necessarily playing as much as you'd like to see them sometimes. But you know, if he is hitting, and Tommy Edmund isn't, or Brendan Donovan's hurt, or whatever the case may be, you know, you feel a little bit better about dealing with that situation if he's out there. Even even defensively, obviously, you know, uh, it's better than having some other options out there. But if he can put some sort of, you know, even league average production together, that's that's huge when you're talking about a, a guy that's going to be your backup. So um, it was good. It's good. We'll see how it goes. You're right. But um, I like to see that. And, you know, it's you're right. The Cardinals need some sort of spark, I think. After losing the game um, on Saturday, I think I saw that was their worst start since 1997. 1997 did not go well for the Cardinals. Um, so, But hold on. Yeah. That does mean big trade for Mark McGuire is coming in July. So just hold on because Big Mac is coming to town. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think the McGuire trade would be as impactful this year as it was <laughs> in 1997. But maybe that's Shohei Otani this year. Um, you know, if you want to get to, you want to get a, a California star that's, you know, needing to sign a new con, you know, last year, their deal and big power bat. I mean, you could do worse at a guy, a pitcher because we are pitched in college. So, I mean, come on, but you know, what's depressing about that? The 1997 team, 
their starting rotation was better than the current rotation for the Cardinals. That's what scares me a little bit. I mean, you had Matt Morris, Todd Stottlemyre, Andy Bennis, Alan Bennis, Donovan Osborne, and that's when like four of those guys were in their prime. I mean, you had, you had I think, four guys that had uh, under four ERAs, and I think three of those guys had like under 3.5. You don't have that with the Cardinals this year, and you're not going to have that at the end of the year. Um, there was also this outfielder on the team named Willie McGee, who I believe is still with the organization. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's it's basically like <laughs> nice all over again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Yachty was like in year three or four and Wainwright was in like the bullpen. That. But yeah. But yeah, it's that's the now the offense was terrible that year. You had Ray Langford and nobody else. But yeah. what scares me is the pitching was better then than it is now. And so I'm starting to scratch my head and go, uh, are the Cardinals really going to come out of this? And that's a good question. And, and the thing is, you know, I was thinking about this today and I, we've thought about it some anyway, but, you know, we keep as fans demanding that they do something about the pitching staff. And, and there's not a, that's not wrong, right? I mean, this is a, uh, a, a pitching staff that has struggled in the first three weeks, but I still haven't figured out what they're going to do. Um, you just, I mean, you just signed Miles Michaels to an extension, which we'll see if that was a good idea or not. <laughs> but, you know, even so, he's not a guy you wave. You've got Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty, the guys you can't do anything with. You're already about to have to find a place for Adam Wainwright. I mean, I get wanting to upgrade. I just don't know how they do it. I mean, what do you think? I mean, if they could go out and get a ace pitcher to, to tomorrow, I, I mean, obviously they you know, move somebody like Matt's to the bullpen or something like that. But, you know, this isn't a situation where you can demote somebody to the minor leagues. This is a, a difficult situation for the Cardinals to try to go out and improve this team, even if they could this early in the season. Right. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I think a lot of us were screaming that the Cardinals needed to get more starting pitching in the offseason. Well, mm-hmm. I did something this week. I went back and looked at the free agent starting pitchers who signed with, obviously, other teams in the offseason to see, you know, what are these guys doing? Did the Cardinals miss out on one of those guys they could have signed for 12 to $15 million a year? Uh, and I looked at, you know, Verlander, Rodon, Bassett, Eovaldi, um, Stripling, Manaya, Tyler Anderson, all those guys. And I expected, like, I was like, I'm going to see a guy on here who's got like a 1.5 ERA and has like four (laughs) shutouts. And what I found was they're either all terrible or they haven't pitched yet because they've been injured. And I was kind of like, I got to eat my words here. Now, you can go to DeGrom and DeGrom has looked pretty good, um, but the Cardinals weren't going to be in that market. No way, no how. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, like there weren't, I mean, things can change for these guys and they will for some of them, but these guys weren't upgrades from where the Cardinals are right now, which is kind of crazy to say because of how bad things have been. The one caveat I will throw in there is that we heard the Cardinals were in the Pablo Lopez sweepstakes for a trade, and he has been tremendous. Now, I don't know how serious they were, and I don't know how you're going to beat the Marlins, that that deal with uh, the Twins getting you know sending a rise over there, uh, but that would have been the one thing. But going forward, yeah, I don't know who's going to be out there on the market. People said it could be a very weak trade market this year around the trade deadline and before. So I I actually told a friend this week, I said, you know, you may not want to get too attached to Mason Wynn because if the Cardinals are really going to have to try to get a a starting pitcher, it could involve Mason Wynn potentially. I I don't know. But even again, though, I mean, you're going to have to probably 
trade one of the guys you've got, right? To, to free up spots because the Cardinals are not going to go to a six man rotation. I, I don't see that. Um, even if they did though, you're still, you know, all you're doing is Adam, Adam Wainwright to this mix. Right. Um, and maybe you could swap out, uh, Jake Woodford for Matthew Liebertor. And you know, that would be an improvement, especially the way that Liebertor has pitched to this year, but that's still not going to be the, the difference. The, basically, you know, I, I hate to boils down to these guys got to be better because really there's no place that they can go. Um, they're on long-term contracts, except for, you know, like Jordan Montgomery, but you know, he's one of the good ones. You know, you don't see them trading off him unless they're in a seller situation. Um, so, you know, again, put out the whole, it's early thing, although it's getting the late part of early, if you will. Um, you know, right now the Pittsburgh Pirates lead the NL Central, so you don't feel like everything's set in stone just yet. And the Dodgers and the Padres are floating around 500, and, you know, teams that are supposed to be better than they are uh, haven't quite clicked yet either. So there's still time, but, you know, every time we see them kind of start to maybe think about turning a corner, it just falls flat. Somebody on Wednesday after the Cardinals scored 14 made some mention on Twitter of, you know, I'll hear, you know, maybe here we go. Maybe we're turning the corner. I'm like, you know, maybe, but I hope so. But I also thought that they were going to do that after those rallies in Colorado. And then they went out and split a series with Pittsburgh. Um, and then we've seen how they've looked against Arizona and um, you know, all this and all these others. So it's, it's really hard to get a handle on this team. And I don't know if that's, they're still trying to find their way or they're just not as good as they thought they were. Yeah. And we talked last week, we were kind of surprised about Marmol pulling some pitchers like in the sixth inning a little bit quick. Well, then it happened yesterday. We see Michaelis get into the sixth inning and Marmol, Marmol lets him go a little bit. And I'm thinking, okay, I think he's finally thinking, okay, let's get him through the six, finally get a pitcher here, get this, you know, I don't think he's thinking quality start, but he's thinking, let's at least get him through six, let the bullpen rest a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up giving up bombs and suddenly the Cardinals are losing. And so it's like, you know, you finally give your guys a little more of a chance to prove themselves and what happens, they show that they can't do it. And it, it's, I mean, I hate to get too wordy on this, but it, it is getting ridiculous. Like, this many times through the rotation, we do not have very many quality starts. Uh, Flaherty got one today, um, which was the minimum, and then Montgomery has two. For the other guys not to have a single one, that's pathetic. Uh, That is ridiculous. At this point in the season, if you do not have a quality start, you've been pitching from the beginning, you probably don't deserve to have a place on a ball club. Like That is your job to do, and it hasn't been done. Now, every once in a while, you know, you're going to have the Montgomerys that go out there and have like the blips and, you know, may give up seven runs in three innings. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, the quality start should be the minimum that you aim for every time. And right now, we're just not seeing it from guys. I don't know if they're injured. I don't know if it's their approach. I don't know if it has to do with a new pitching philosophy with a new pitching coach. I don't know. I know that they've said that um, if you look at the however people call it, BABIP, uh, batting average on balls in play. Uh, the Cardinals are like second to last, and which would make them like the second most unlucky team in the majors. Um, I, I get that. And so I do think there is some part of it that, you know, they're just not lucky. But I also, I hate when people bring up that stat because sometimes that stat is so terrible because your pitchers are lobbing up meatballs and guys are crushing the ball. Uh, yep. So I, 
I don't think it's always just because you're unlucky. I think sometimes it's because your pitchers have just been bad and aren't pitching well in the zone. So yeah, I, I'm frustrated with this rotation. Um, we knew that they were going to be a weakness, but they should not have been this much of a liability. And if the offense is going to struggle as well, then there's no hope for this team. If, if the pitching is going to be this bad too. Yeah. I think that's something they've pointed out because there have been games where the pitchers have maybe not been great, but they've definitely kept you in the ball game and the offense just didn't show up, um, which is going to happen some, but it's a little bit frustrating. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before and I'm sure it's gotten better. I haven't looked at the stats, you know, there for a while there, the Cardinals were very high in average and kind of low in the extra base hits uh, categories. Um, that said, I think that's improved, especially because Nolan Gorman continues to hit home runs like crazy, uh, which is good. We like that. Um, but so it's hard to know because, you know, I mean, Jack Flaherty throws five scoreless innings in his first outing. Right. And I don't remember if they won that game or not. You know, that's, that's part of the problem is you don't, um, they don't always support their pitchers like they should. Now, granted, when you've got guys in the ERAs that are in the fives, sixes and sevens, then that's, that's kind of on them. But I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see if you, if you buy into um, team chemistry and things of that nature, you just got to wonder what it's going to be like when Adam Wainwright takes the ball for every five days. If that doesn't help set a little bit of different tone for these guys that maybe they need. Um, but there's so many other variables in here. I mean, how much is it, you know, Wilson Contreras and them getting used to him? How much is it them adjusting to the pitch clock? Because these are all veteran guys that haven't had to deal with the pitch clock very much. Um, how much is it the the shift and not having people in the right spot since this is a very heavily pitched to contact thing. There are so many, I mean, I'm sure that there's answers to some of those, um, but there's so many different variables that go into this. It, it just, it's very interesting to say, because I don't think any of us expected, we knew that this rotation was not super, but everybody expected it to be solid, I think. And, you know, really, except for, probably Jordan Montgomery, except for that you know last outing. And we're seeing signs from Jack Flaherty, but nobody has lived up even to that, you know, 50th percentile projection that we predicted for. Yeah. It's, it, it's just not good. And, and what gets me is like, you'll see a guy retire the first two batters or something or retire mm -hmm. one batter and then walk the number eight guy or number nine guy on four straight pitches. Right. It's like, you know, to me, that's more of like a focus or a concentration thing. Just like you've just kind of lost your grip. Now, I will say with somebody like Adam Wainwright, you typically don't see that from because he pitches every pitch like he's in the World Series. But you just wonder if like, is their focus gone? You know, is it Contreras? What, what's going on in their heads? The thing is, though, you know, these new rules, every other team has to play by them. Uh, so the Cardinals aren't there out there on an island. Now, I will say, though, if the offense is better, this isn't as big of an issue. It's still an issue, but not as big of one. But I, I mean, this, the guys that are supposed to be the superstars haven't been playing. I mean, last seven games, Goldie's hitting 179, Arenado's hitting 185, Burleson's hitting 227. Their slugging percentages are terrible. Um, and you got those guys stacked at the top of the lineup, not doing anything. You got mm -hmm. Tyler O'Neill hitting two for 16 with runners in scoring position. I, I mean, the thing I've noticed with this team is they are not doing the little things right. 
whether it's moving a runner over, whether it's just getting the sack fly to get the run in, um, you see sometimes where all you need is a guy to either hit the ball to one side of the field or hit a, you know, a deep pop fly to get somebody in. And it looks like guys are trying to hit three run homers and be the hero of the day. I'm like, this feels like the American league of like five, six years ago or something. Um, you know, everybody on the team doesn't need to be Joey Gallo up there. Uh, so it, it's one of those holistic things where it's frustrating, like with the exception of, you know, one or two people that we can point to and go like, yeah, this guy's playing really well. Um, the stars haven't been the stars. The pitchers aren't living up to even just the mediocre expectations. Um, I hate to make it sound like the Titanic's going down, but uh, this team's fallen so far out of first place right now. It's going to be really tough to get back into it. It's not easy. There's no doubt about it. Um, six and a half back um, with a week left in all, in uh, April. Again, not impossible, but you'd much rather be you know <laughs> closer to first than last in the I guess that's the good thing. I mean, this week they did kind of pull themselves at least give themselves a little bit of room between them and Cincinnati. Uh, I guess you look for whatever silver linings you can right now. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're at, you know, over 10% of the season's gone. Um, you know, it won't be too long. To start. We're flipping the calendar to May. Um, I don't know. I, the, I, it still doesn't feel out of reach, but it definitely means we've got to see better outings. I mean, you even saw today, you know, the Cardinals score two in the first, and then, you know, Jack Flaherty turns around and gives up one, you know, almost immediately. Um, that, you know, he kept it in check, and I think, you know, eventually was able to pitch a fairly good game. Like you said, got the quality start minimum that you could do there, but, you know, you take that for <laughs> that's that's like huge now, which is sad. Um, I don't know. I just I hope that they can build on that. I hope that they can go. You'd like to thought. I mean, they're going to San Francisco. San Francisco's eight and thirteen right now. They're same record as the Cardinals. But you know, when they went into Seattle, Seattle had the same record as the Cardinals did too. So you know, I, you can't necessarily say that's going to be the salvation of this team. But it just it just does kind of feel like. If they could have like one good run through the rotation, one, you know, just solid, everybody gives up two or three runs at, you know, at worst, maybe that would disperse some of the clouds a little bit and make you feel a little bit more optimistic about what this team could do. I hope so, but I'm not optimistic it happens. Mm. Um, and one thing that's not going to help is this season, like you don't get to go play the pirates, you know, 45 times where you have a chance right, right now to ca- try to catch the pirates <laughs> right. in the standings. Um, you're not going to get to see those central teams as much. Um, the other issue though, and m- maybe you can explain this one to me cause I can't figure this one out. This team has yet to win the opening game of any series this year. What in the world is that going on with that? Because if you don't start doing that, and, and, and maybe that's coincidence. I don't know. We're getting to the point now where I don't feel like it, it can be much longer to be coincidence, but it, it seems like it could be a focus issue of some sort. What is going on? Because if they don't get that ship righted, then yeah, throw the season in the trash can. Yeah, because you're going to have to get, I mean, you don't have to sweep all the series, but you're going to sweep some. And if you're going to sweep any, you got to win those first games. Um, it makes it very difficult to, to win series if you lose the first one. I don't know. I, you know, I have taken over helping Cardinals gifts with bombs away this year. If you're on Twitter, you know what we're talking about. Um, people get a chance in the first game of a series to pick who's going to hit a home run. 
and I've done this for now, you know, seven games, and there's been, I think, four of them that they haven't hit a home run in those kind of games. And this is a lineup that you don't expect to go a game without a home run, really. All right. I mean, this is, there's so many different options. I, yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what it is. I really don't. It's really weird. You know, Ollie Marmol comes out and says he's not worried about it. He's, I think, the way he phrased it, it was like he, he wasn't tracking it and stuff. I think it's just he doesn't care. It's the first game. They're just trying to figure out how to win games. They don't care when they come in the series. Um, but it is weird. I mean, like I said, if they wanted to lose the first game of every series and win the next two, that's fine. But you know, that's not likely the way it's going to go. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of had flashbacks to several years ago with the St. Louis Blues when they had a terrible home record, but their road record was really good. And, you know, things started coming out that like they were a little more focused on the road. And when they were at home, they were, you know, kind of not getting sleep and, you know, out on the town and stuff like that. I don't think that's what's going on with this Cardinals team. I mean, I don't think Paul Goldschmidt is going clubbing uh, in St. <laughs> Louis anywhere. Um, if anyone gets pictures of that, it's hitting TMZ very quickly. But you just wonder, like, is it their approach when they go into a series? Are, are, do they not have, are, are they overthinking things? Are they getting too many, you know, I've heard Mark McGuire talk about that, that sometimes um, paralysis by analysis takes over. You, you, you load guys heads with all this information. And then when they get to the plate, they're trying to process it instead of actually let the game come to them. Is it something like that? Um, you know, are, are they not getting enough sleep? You know, who, you know, does it have to do with their traveling? I, I don't know um, because this has also affected home games, but right. um there's no better time to turn it around than this week. And it has to turn around because you, you know, yeah. Like you said, if you lose the first game of a series, you've created an impossible situation for yourself to even try to win the series at that point. Um, I don't know what it is, but they've got to get this figured out because um, this just does not look like the Cardinals team that we're used to Um, with the exception of a couple guys, Lars Newbar being back, you know, the guys just getting on base at a crazy pace. Um, I think he's reached base maybe in over half of his plate appearances or right at it. Uh, I, I look today, Nolan Gorman is hitting 458 with two outs. He's mm. hitting 600 in late close games. So I, I love that he got moved up higher in the order. Um, having him and Newt up there against right-handers may be a perfect pairing, and hopefully this gets Goldie going as well. But th- they've got to find some spark. Yeah, Newt Bar's OBP right now is even 500, so... Um, yeah, seven hits, 11 walks in, I guess that makes 36 plate appearances. So, um, which is crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously a good thing, right? I mean, he's obviously looking for his pitch and he's got two homers in those seven hits. So it's not like he's being terribly tentative at the plate, but I mean, when was the last time you saw a guy even at with eight games played like he does have that many more walks and hits. I, I, that is a weird, a weird look, but you know, that's also a guy that you want at the top of your lineup. Oh, absolutely. And I think it was yesterday's game. Let's see. That would have been Saturday. Uh, when he took a pitch, just kind of on the outside and just slapped it to the opposite field for a hit. And I thought, you know, that's a guy that's just trying to do whatever he can to get on base. And I don't care necessarily what his batting average is if he's continually getting on base. It's kind of how he was last year at the second half Mm -hmm. of the season. That's a team player. You need a guy at the top of your lineup. You need a guy anywhere in your lineup who's just going to say, you know, I don't care if it's because I'm 
taking a baseball to the elbow or it's because I'm drawing a walk. I'm just going to get on base to put my team in a better position. I'm going to move up a runner. I'm going to try to steal a base, whatever it may be. That's what the Cardinals need to see. Those guys get on base or when they get that pitch, like he did today, first pitch of the game and just slams a home run. Um, We need more of that. And I'm hoping maybe he's going to bring a little fire to the team. Uh, Like you said, Wainwright coming back. Who who knows what Paul Paul DeYoung may bring as well, but something needs to spark this team. I mean, I've even heard people on the radio talk about they need some type of home run celebration because the guys look really stiff out there. Um, Something has to get this team going. We were hoping last week that the win would get them going. Didn't really do much. Um, typically historically going into San Francisco and LA is not a good look, but I don't know. This season's been upside down. Maybe we'll see, maybe the Cardinals will, you know, go on a 12 game running wing streak. Who knows? The problem with a home run celebration is somebody has to hit home runs. Well, that is Um, true. Yes. (laughs) And I mean, you look at the team right now and Nolan Gorman has six, which is, which is really good. And who's second? Tommy Edmond, three. I mean, no offense to Tommy, who has definitely had a good week, um, you know, almost having the the cycle in uh, what Wednesday's game, but Tommy Edmond doesn't need to be your second best home run hitter. Um, you know, Nolan Arnado has looked a little bit lost at the plate lately. You know, that's one of those things that Nolan's probably just you know he'll make some adjustment, kind of like Pujols did last year, and probably tear off and be Player of the Month in May or something like that. Um, Goldie's kind of been the same type of way, right? He broke an 0 for 11, I think, today. Um, those those kind of guys got to – they've got to, to click. I mean, they don't have to be the MVPs that they were last year, but you got to have those as a threat in the middle and, you know, to maybe supplement – you know, you want Gorman supplementing that. Yeah, and something I've noticed that I've been picking up on a little bit, and this drives me crazy too – is how many guys are swinging and missing at fastballs right over the plate. I've noticed it a lot with Tyler O'Neill. Arnado's done the same thing. Notice it with a couple other guys too. Uh, it's happened to Goldie some. But we're talking fastballs right in the zone. Balls that these guys should be hitting 450 feet, and they're just missing them completely. They're, mm-hmm. they're so far behind that I'm guessing that they're guessing. But that's not typical for these types of hitters. Um, I, I saw it this last week. Just I saw it probably three times with Tyler O'Neill striking out with the ball right over the plate. And I thought that season where he was sort of an MVP candidate, those are the balls that he was launching into the stands. And now he's not getting around on them. And he's not the only one on the team, but he's been notorious for that, especially with runners in scoring position. He's just not even making contact. And, you know, you, you think that has to turn around at some point. Like fastball hitters are going to be fastball hitters unless there's an injury or, you know, you've just gotten to be 50 years old. Uh, Guys just suddenly don't get where they can't hit the fastball. But right now it's just not happening. So, and it, you know, it's not happening for a lot of guys and that's been troublesome. Uh, Still getting lots of singles, uh, still one of the top teams in average in base hits, but we're not seeing those extra base hits. Now starting to see a little bit more, but until we see that slugging go up, uh, this team's not going to put up a lot of runs because they strand so many guys on base. Yeah. Well, so the Cardinals now are tied for ninth in home runs at 27, although they're quite a ways behind Tampa Bay. Um, OPS, let's see. They're actually fifth in OPS, but, yeah, they're hitting 270, so that's that's part of that. Um, so, you know, maybe it comes around. You hope it does because this team has the potential to be 
you know, really good. They just got it, you know, got to hit at the right times to some degree too. Um, it's interesting to see Marmol shift the lineup a little bit today. Um, you know, splitting up Goldschmidt and, and Arenado, um, putting Gorman in the middle of them. Um, I, I figure we'll see a few more things like that over the last, in the next week or two, as they try to figure out just what it takes to get this thing going. Yeah, I think Gorman needs to be playing every day unless he's just getting a, a rest day and he needs to be top four in the lineup. I'd put him in against lefties as well at this point. I mean, at some point, the guy's got to see if he can hit him and let's just not assume that he can't. He's hitting everything else right now and he's hitting it hard. Um, even some of his outs are screamer line drives at the first baseman and, and things like that. So yeah, he needs to be in there every day. Right now, I think Newton has to be in there every day. Uh, we're starting to see some good signs out of Jordan Walker a little bit. I thought he was probably destined for Memphis and now starting to see a little bit more. Um, Tyler O'Neill seems like he can get a hit when there's nothing at stake. And when there's runners on base, you just forget about it. I, I'm so frustrated watching him and um, uh, talking to some friends. They think either he is injured because his speed is down or he's just kind of being lackadaisical. I don't take him for that kind of guy, but you know, we've gotten to that in previous episodes. I think there is something there lower body that um, he's not generating the leg power that he has had in the past, but I'm not a doctor. That's just what I've picked up on. Um, And his swing looks a little stiff, looks all upper body and arms, which he's strong enough to hit one out that way. But Mm -hmm. I think that's could be why he's also not getting around on the fastball. But um, yeah, Cardinals got a few guys that are doing the right things and, you know, love to see him in the lineup every day, but man, the guys that are they're supposed to be superstars have to be superstars. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta do that. And until that happens on both sides of the ball, right. I mean, the, the pitcher's got to not necessarily expecting any superstars over there, but you know, even if they've got to be better than they were, um, you know, cause there's, there's no real Calvary Calvary. Cavalry, there we go, a little different, um, coming uh, for this team. I mean, like I said, Matthew Liebertor is probably your only person that you could ex- actually expect to be called up. So it's, you know, they got to win with what they've got and they got to figure out how to do it. All right. Well, I think we've, you know, probably beat up on them as much as we can um, tonight and we'll see how they take our, our um, I can't even think of the word. I'm blanking out. It's time to stop this thing. <laughs> David, we're done. We're done. I can't come up. We can't come up with any more words for this. Uh, there, there's nothing else to say. We're frustrated. No. That's right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, hopefully we will be less frustrated next week uh, when we get back together after the Cardinals finish up their uh, West Coast road trip and we'll see how they look then. But until then, for David, I'm Daniel. Good night. See ya. Hey, Cardinals fans, thanks for listening to this week's show. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on iTunes. Just search Gateway to Baseball Heaven under Podcasts and click subscribe. While you're there, feel free to give us five of those little gold stars or even a quick review. And tune in next time as we break down another week in Baseball Heaven.